1,000 is the number of combined skydives between these two high flyers. Yes, 1,000. I always thought of skydiving as a bucket list kind of thing, but they don't agree. This interview covers a majority of the questions one might have about skydiving in general and specifically in Korea. Was I the only one who didn't know that when you jump out of an airplane, it doesn't feel like a roller coaster? Anyways, we're very thankful that Mika and Joseph were kind enough to squeeze us in on a Sunday afternoon for an interview before they headed for greener pastures in Southeast Asia. A great chat here with these two unique individuals. Thank you so much for coming by and sharing your knowledge with us. Also, best of luck in the future to you both. This episode is brought to you by Blanket Fort Experience. This is a channel that brings storybooks to life. Watch and enjoy the music and sound effects with your favorite books, or you can read along with your own book. New episodes are released a few times a week. Subscribe now so you don't miss out. This channel can benefit parents, teachers, and any storybook enthusiast. Subscribe now, the Blanket Fort Experience. You are now tuned into This Korean Life with your hosts, Brian and Nate. Travis Pastrana, he did that for oh, the Red Yeah, Wasn't he the he double that. backflip? Uh, on he, a, did the, he did the double to win one of the X Games, yeah. and then he did the quad and... But, uh, Quadruple backflip? Well, out of an airplane? No. Uh, dirt bikes. <laughs> he he, he <laughs> basically shit. was getting that altitude on his dirt bike. It was wide open as fast as it would go to the sky. You know, people that have tried to do that since broken backs and died. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Don't. People that tried half of that. I mean, yeah. he kind of reinvented it there. I remember when he came on the scene, he was wild. But he, he was young, too, wasn't he, when he got... When he uh, when he started, like when he was doing the backflips and shit, he was 16, 17, wasn't he? He, I don't know exactly his yeah. age there, but I mean, he got kicked out of the AMA racing because doing backflips, road tricks in the middle of a race, <laughs> or he'd go over the finish line at the podium jump and good promotion, do a big trick, and they absolutely <laughs> don't approve that. So he fell into the freestyle crowd. Yeah, oh, good for him. That's but awesome. He did a Red Bull commercial where he jumped out drank, you know, cracked a Red Bull, pounded it, hope this shit works, jumps out of the plane yeah. and then met up with people in the sky and put like a harness on. But I love that. Uh, I love all those Red Bull. Yeah, that's why. All the... Met up with people in the sky. <laughs> those, uh, those Red Bull kind of extreme competitions or contests are wild. Like Buddy jumping uh, from space, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Uh, one, guy, one guy jumped from space. Uh, they do all kinds of, all kinds of wild shit. But the Google guy went. Uh, it, it is. It is. The Google guy. <laughs> the Google guy went higher than he did, didn't he? You know the the Google CEO. They he they brought him up in like a in like a weather balloon, and I think he went higher than the Red Bull guy. Yeah. If I had ten billion dollars, I wouldn't be fucking falling from space, man. Not <laughs> no way. Yeah. No way. And what number is this? Eighty two. Eighty two. Now whatever we'll call it. 82. 82? I think it's 82. I think it's 82. Anyways, welcome back to another episode of This Korean Life, number 82 with the High Flyers. Welcome. Thank you for taking time out of your busy Sunday schedules and and fitting in uh, um, a podcast here before you guys hit the road to Bangkok. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. That's that's wicked, man. I never knew there were skydivers in town (laughs) until Patrick posted that thing and then we met you guys there that night. Wow. 
Wow, yeah. Mm-hmm. So skydiving, you came in here on uh, came in here on a motorcycle. Do you fear death? Not so much death. <laughs> <laughs> when uh, what what got you into it? What's the what's a catalyst for your for your high flying antics there? My first oh. time skydiving, of course, was like a bucket list item. So yeah, I said I'll just do this once, and then loved it. Yeah. Like, I have to go back and do it again. And oh. at that time, I was like, yeah, I'll get my license someday. And I started looking into it, and it mm. costs way too much time and money. And I was like, not not now. But right around COVID happened, I was like, this is a good time. I have nothing else to do. Oh, so you got you guys got really into it during COVID. I did. Oh, wow. Yeah. What's your genesis story there? Uh, when I was 18, mm. a friend of mine's girlfriend wanted to go for her 18th birthday. Yeah. So I liked Coco, that go, sort yeah. of adrenaline drunky yeah. kind of thing. So <laughs> I wanted to do it. Yeah. Absolutely. We went. Uh, same thing. Landed. This is amazing. How do I do this for the rest of my life? And inside the front shop they're yeah. talking about the process the time the money and the gear and yeah. everything i was like i i just can't do that sign right me now. oh yeah, yeah. Like, i was I gonna want, say i want to do it but i think i think a similar feeling as scuba diving as soon as you get out you're like okay i can do this i've heard lots of people doing this what do you yeah. do how kotow what do i gotta do okay okay i'm gonna be a dive master that's exactly what we did and yeah. and uh, but then you followed through but, but when you <laughs> no but I think the scuba diving ones isn't financially more probably attainable. Sure, but yeah. when they tell you what that is, I'm sure most people go, shit, I can't do that. Yeah, I mean, it's thousands and thousands of dollars mm. to just pay for the license and the jumps that you have to make and, and everything to get mm. just your A license. Surviving just isn't enough. Hey, you gotta <laughs> you got to do so many jumps. Wow. For sure. Uh, so it was like 10 years for me between that skydive. I knew I wanted to do it. Someday I'm going to make this happen. And Whoa. I continued on with life and, yeah. and decided. Plowed through. At some point, I. That's fuck, unreal. Fuck it, I've got time and I have money, so I'm going to do it. And Why not? So, yeah. so your first jump, you said it was her 18th birthday, but was was it also, were you also 18? I was 18, but it wasn't a, like a significant day for me, right? Yeah, no, no. Like, <laughs> I just, I just like, it's Tuesday. Yeah, she yeah. was 18, you were. I was 16, 25, 18. 18. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And how old do you know? Uh, just turned 33. Okay. Just babies. Eh? And over that time, <laughs> 900 jumps? Uh, 900 jumps since 2017, I think. Since 2017? Holy shit. Dude, More time in the air than on the ground. <laughs> so I literally lived there. Like, I. So you're doing multiple jumps a day? Seven's a good average. Holy shit! That's incredible. It's like the normal try to do seven Friday, <laughs> maybe four after work on a Friday, and then like seven Saturday, Sunday. Oh my god. So okay. that's 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 just building up towards a license. Uh I mean jump numbers count towards a license, but it's part of the community and the family and you're having fun. You can work in the industry. Um, right. but most of those for me were just hanging out with friends, trying to improve my skill. Is there certain things you're looking to check off each time you do it? Depends on or the jump. Depends on the Some jump. of them are a complete shit show, and that was the plan, right? The just survive. <laughs> so, and those are a lot of fun. Other ones, it's we have a dive flow. We need to do certain criteria in the skydive to consider it successful. And right. It, oh, wow. It cool. depends what the plan is. And there's so many different disciplines can you board, so can you tell us a little bit of what the requirements are to get a license and the cost 25 jumps is the minimum for your a license but any tandems that you do count towards that so you don't technically need a tandem at all some people mm. have come like from the army and they've done like static line it's their first jump that they do is they're towards their license okay but you need seven levels of aff which is the accelerated free fall program mm. um with 
one or two instructors holding on to you, making sure that you're checking off things in the sky. Yeah, yeah. And after you prove that you can... Holding on to you isn't tandem? No. No, they're like physically holding on, like, holding on, on yeah. to your uh, shoulders uh, okay. and to your like, legs. Okay. Yeah. But then they let you go for the parachute part. So that's what the whole ground school course is because as soon as your parachute opens, you're completely by yourself. Yeah. Right. And that's where like stuff can go wrong. So they want to make sure that they've trained you well enough to get to the ground. Mm. Um, so 25 jumps to get your A license. What, what, how many kinds of licenses are there? What, what is an A license? Yeah, qualify you for. Uh, I'm, I'm just thinking if you had 25 jumps, I'd be scared shitless to jump with you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, are you qualified to do tandems no. as a, at A? Or what, like, I want to know what the other license is. Is there A, B, C, D, F, G, H, I? You or? would know them better than I would. <laughs> uh, so we go A license, 25 jumps minimum. Yeah. Uh, B license is another 25. So your 50th skydive, yeah. you can take a written test. You have to do a few more skill checkboxes for, mm. each, one, for yeah. each license. Sure. So you'll, you'll take a test for each one and check off more canopy and free fall okay. checklist, right, for skills that you've proven you can, you've become more skilled. Okay, okay. Um, at 50, you also have to take one canopy course. Mm. So their AFF is teaching you how to survive. Taking a canopy course is teaching how to be better. Okay. So now part of that is landing, right? You can land in a massive field and there's nothing around and it's safe mm. or do you have an obstacle in the way is mm. that field much smaller can yeah, you yeah. still land where you're supposed to yeah. so that, that i see those guys course. on tiktok on the roof right? <laughs> <laughs> they land on the roof whoops pick it up jump <laughs> off again <laughs> uh, cool. uh, then you go from a c license is 200. at 200 skydives and then so what is that if you have a c jump. license what, what, what are you qualified to do is that just like uh Grade one, grade two, grade three, but you're not until you're... But you can jump by yourself after you have your A. Is that the idea? So you have A, you can jump by yourself. In yeah, it's like a, the bare minimum. Mm. Okay, okay. To prove that you are qualified. To, Capable of yeah. jumping yeah. out of a plane, not and flipping And part up. of it is the license lets you travel to other drop zones. Okay. So if you're in AFF, technically you're jumping alone mm. really every time, right? Because if the instructors fuck up, mm. something happens, you can be separate from them on your very first skydive when you leave the plane. Okay, okay. Right? Things could go wrong. Of course. And so you are alone. You don't have a tandem master. You have your own parachute right from the get-go. And once you pass the AFF section, those first seven jumps, they stop letting you, holding on to you, Mm. and you can start doing coach jumps where you're working with a different level of an instructor, Mm. and you have to do solo jumps. (laughs) From seven? Seven, yeah. So that's a crazy learning curve. Give me a diaper for that one. Or? <laughs> Jesus, yeah. if, you, you know, if you fail a jump, that 25, again, is the minimum for A. Seven is the minimum for AFF, where you have that instructor with you. If you fail a few of those, it's not... What like, constitutes a fail? Um, a lot of it comes to altitude awareness. Right? Okay, how no, to okay. prove, yeah, that you can yeah. be on your own. So if you are spinning out of control or if you don't look at your altimeter and you're mm. like showing them that you are in danger, then they will pa- like not pass you. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, yeah. Cool. As you can imagine, it's quite the important sensory overload. Yeah. yeah. Happening. <laughs> yeah. So can you get through that, right? Can okay. your brain turn on enough right. to deal with problems and oh, okay, okay, okay. be aware oh, yeah. of the situation? So you have to prove you can do that before they progress you. When, when, after how many jumps are you able to, or personally, how many, after how many jumps were you able to, like kind of overcome the fear and actually start focusing on 
doing tasks or, or passing uh, or passing tests? Was it like 10 and you're like, okay, I'm... It's different for every person. Yeah. Yeah, we I have had, a very different. Yeah. I, for me, it wasn't... <laughs> three I didn't do and a lot of adrenaline yeah. sports before that, but I had like a moment in one of the skydives where someone, where one of the instructors came out in front of me and was smiling and I was like very nervous up until then and then I realized like, it's okay. I've done this before. Yeah. There's no reason to be nervous. That was around four or five for me okay. because I had met, I had not passed the one before that. And I was very nervous. Well, that's so were... early, man. I, 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 I personally still, think, I yeah. still get nervous every single time I go up. Okay. Yeah, that was part another... of the, the thing that they the want Russia. to instill in us is that complacency kills. Yeah. So it's good to be a little nervous every time because if something mm. does go wrong, you have to still have all those. Absolutely. Those instincts yeah. in place. Yeah. What are some of the best practices? Like, uh, again, if you're going up 800 times, how do you avoid becoming complacent with uh, packing your chute and stuff like that? <laughs> or is it just, uh, is it automatic? Is there a checklist of things you have to do? Uh, yeah, there's a checklist for sure yeah. on packing. So that's part of getting your A license also is doing a packing course. Okay. So you learn how to pack your own primary parachute. Okay. But we all, to make a skydive, have two parachutes. Of course. And the reserve is packed by a FAA certified uh, rigger. So yeah. they're the only ones that can attach and touch and do things with a reserve parachute so Uh it sort of comes down to which depends on your mindset i guess i like a little more of the risk knowing it's safe Mm. so for someone to make a joke that like did you do these three absolutely minimum things when you packed your parachute yeah then fuck it it's probably gonna work yeah and if it doesn't do you trust the guy that packed your reserve? Yeah. That's the only one that matters. Oh, okay. Right? okay yeah. You can cut away <laughs> a bad job that you did yeah. as long as you trust that guy. If you don't trust that guy, then maybe either care more or you should find a new rigger. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so so to, does each uh, each company have their own rigger or do these come from somewhere central? Uh, you, like her and I could go and take the test and choose to become a rigger mm. and then we become an employable person for right. every drop zone so there's no so I usually they're local yeah you know the there's if there's a need right the drop zone has a plane they have gear they have things there right. to bring people in it would be silly for them to not, not have right. a rigger right. there but people quit people leave right so right. there could be an opportunity where there is no rigger at this drop zone right. and they have to outsource somewhere else until they can find one Oh. It's a lot of like who you know too. Yeah. Like even if we know people who have rigor tickets that we would not want to pack our reserves, <laughs> yeah. not for any other reason than we feel comfortable with one person because we've seen them pack reserve parachutes that have opened. So we're it's kind okay. of like a right. yeah, and it's a fine line too because I don't want at least for me, right? I don't want that to sound like we don't trust that person because if we also share gear occasionally, <laughs> then and I know that that person had their rig packed. By this rigor, mm. it's not that I wouldn't jump it, mm. but there's also it's expensive. Yeah. And if I see that guy smoking cigarettes recklessly, and I feel like he might accidentally get something on my expensive canopy that I don't see, I don't take out, I don't inspect mm. until it's too until late. it's too late or something yeah. like that, then I I still think it will work. You know, a small cigarette hole isn't going to make that not function, but it <laughs> but, also makes it's the, it's the attention to detail. Yeah. It's, yeah, you it's the attention to detail that, stuff. So I don't, I don't not trust him to jump something he's packed, hmm. but maybe I don't want to trust him with the investment of the product I've paid for. Yeah. Right. So it's a little nuance. But. So, okay. Sorry, just, I'm just back to this license one. We got yeah. to see in 200 jumps. How many more is there? Uh, one more. Only one? Yep. 
So from C license, a bit, the other thing that changes in the license, uh, at, when you start AFF, you have 30 days. Every 30 days, you have to make a skydive. Mm -hmm. If you don't make oh, a skydive, wow. you have to do additional ground school course. Okay. At an A license, you get 60 days. At a B license, you get 90 days. Yeah. Mm. A C license, you get six months, and then the next license is six months to do your license, or six months between jumps. Six months between, between jumps. jumps. Mm. So as long to as I make like a skydive every okay. six mm. months, I'm current, and okay. I don't have to go and take a ground school. That's a, that's understandable, though. You don't want to be you taking six months. Sounds exactly. like a long time. Yeah, yeah. but it after is. after it that many sure. jumps here, because at, at 200, I mean that was a you know big goal when you're. The, the baby trying to achieve those licenses right hmm. want that extra freedom you know for us being in the northeast winter comes and it's hard to make a skydive unless you yeah. travel uh, so that, i never thought about that yeah. that six months is a nice window to have right but it's not a safe or comforting i was gonna say it can't be comforting knowing i haven't gone i mean again i just associated with diving and you know you go do i need the refresher course i haven't dove in three years but i still have my Patty instructor, whatever license, but do I need the refresher? I haven't gone for it. Exactly. Yeah. And then you get under, you're like, shit, maybe I should have done the refresher. <laughs> yeah, people are talking about it, things at the beginning of the season, and you're like, yeah, I know that. I remember that. Sure. Uh, yeah. So, so how do you get to D? 400? D is 500. 500. And, and then, uh, when can you start teaching, or when can you start instructing? Uh, there's different levels for that too. The coach is the basic one, and they encourage your coach at a hundred. I think it's B license and a hundred skydives, so it's, At least. it's sort of that middle ground between a B and a C license mm. from a jump number. Yeah. Uh, so that's all I have, and I enjoy it. Mm. But you, it, you're you're called a coach. I'm just a coach, which is the absolute basic, most basic like teaching position you can have in the sport. Mm. Um, but it helps force you to be on top of your things. You have to know the drop zone, right? You're allowed to give a briefing. So if you're licensed and you show up to the drop zone, mm. you've never been here before, I'm eligible to explain all the hazards, all the things to worry about for landing, what our seatbelt protocol is, what is the stuff with the plane, every little detail. Um, I'm responsible if I'm asked to give that briefing yeah. to tell you that. And if you make a mistake and that you didn't get told yeah. not to do something, then it comes on me. Yeah. And no, 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 I told you. Right. <laughs> you just weren't listening. <laughs> uh, and you work with students. But the downside, which was where I didn't do a lot of coach jumps, I wanted to work on my own skills. Yeah. So if I'm working with a student, then you're responsible to do debriefs and teaching them training stuff. So uh, yeah. all of a sudden that seven skydive day that I was looking for turned into two or three. <laughs> and I got a free skydive and maybe 20 bucks to work with that student instead of paying for the seven I wanted to do, but I didn't do anything yeah. necessarily it, it, to, to further your, but yeah. I didn't, yeah, I didn't do anything productive on my skills mm -hmm. necessarily. If they're a bad student in their flying, I have to improve my flying to be with them. Yeah. So there's still something there, but cool. it's different. So what's, what's, what's after the coach? Coach, you can go. General manager? <laughs> uh, you can become an AFFI instructor at 500, and you can go get your tandem rating which is a separate thing at 500. Uh, and then they have, you can get like a pro rating, which is an... So to do to do tandem jumps, you have to have 500? Minimum, yeah. Most will wait till about 1,000 just to get that. Just to make sure. <laughs> just to have that much more experience because 500 sounds like a lot, I'm sure. Not but, that much time in the air. But it really isn't in perspective to a lot of 
yeah the the people that are just okay yeah talented because we yeah i mean we were introduced to you through patrick and he said didn't he sign your something for I'm, for 800 for 800 jumps and i was like whoa 800 that's insane and just i mean i was calculating the money how much that cost to jump all those times <laughs> but you were saying in your in your circle people have thousands of jumps yeah yeah, the an idol that I you know would be looking up to there in the ten thousand, thirteen thousand skydives, <laughs> and that's, that's your full time job. You're, yeah, you're exactly. diving all the time. Yeah, this is just a hot passion still. I mean, it's not, uh, it's not yeah. a job, right? I, there's a pretty good chance that next summer will be my source of income. Yeah, cool. But until that point, yeah, it's been. Just I mean, once once you get to a thousand, I mean, then it probably start piling up pretty quick if you're doing it all the time. Yeah, twelve months a year. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it certainly can build quick if you, you know, these guys are also been in the sport for a years. lot of years. Yeah. Yeah, 2017 is not very long. Yeah. I mean, yeah, to, sure. to uh, compile that many jumps, I mean, I know you started a lot earlier, but... Just thinking about like sitting at a desk versus like, yeah, let's go jump out of a plane yeah. eight times today. That's wild. <laughs> we had That's a, crazy. Teets, he was, I don't remember exactly how he phrased it, but he's like, yeah, my, my office job is shit. But look at this new truck I get to pay for by making skydives every day. Yeah. This is <laughs> oh wild. That's crazy, man. So they, they that's the that's the end goal. You're you're looking to become an instructor. Or? Uh, I do. I started to go for my instructor rating. Okay. Um, but moving here took precedent in timing, and it just wasn't the right spot. So I want to get that next summer. Okay. okay. Um, but I don't know that I want to do a tandem rating there's more money if i do that mm. less but fun it's different okay, uh, okay. right i can <laughs> if i'm doing aff i'm working with a student but i still fly my own parachute okay if i'm doing the so it's really like coaching not babysitting i don't want to put i don't know yeah <laughs> probably not the right word but it's more like actual coaching you're not you don't have to take care of so much of someone the aff really you are that much more responsible because for those first seven jumps too there's training about the gear for the student right but it's not the student's job mm. in those seven jumps right. to know anything it's your job to make sure that the gear is on correctly all the nuance of they mm. did they route the buckle correctly and all of that stuff it's mm. your job to do that it's not theirs you're training them to take that responsibility yeah right you still have yeah you still have their life in your hands so to speak yeah you can't control them under parachute right we put a radio on them and hope that they listen but technology fails and up until then that's your right so there's certainly a lot more responsibility the coach is not allowed to touch the student in the sky if they're making a mistake like they've already proven that they can be stable they can get their own things right so the coach if the student is having a problem the coach is not supposed to do anything they're supposed to watch and you know good luck oh (laughs) nice the aff person is supposed to go nearly into the ground before they stop trying to help the student right? oh, okay so okay there's a responsibility change there i got gotcha, you i got gotcha. you tandem they aren't able to do anything mm. useful so it's a hundred percent your fault you, they, you're, your you're, responsibility you're yeah. the pilot of the plane you have a passenger and yep. you need to solve all the problems yeah so. but i could see how that could kind of take the fun or the enjoyment out if you like flying on your own it's just different it's i think just yeah. different yeah. because i mean you you fly a small parachute that goes fast and is fun to make big turns and things like that. And then you do it with a tandem canopy. Those are very different flights and right. landing process. And cool. And I don't know that I want 
to yeah. give my enjoyment for yeah. that yet. I can still have fun under my stuff with a student. Yeah. But the tandem. In the future, who knows? Maybe yeah. I do a hybrid of both or something. But. Michael, what about you? What's the... Yeah, what's the... How many the, jumps are you at? Uh, just over 200. Wild. Do you have the... I wrote down here, will you always do it? Retirement question? Like, is there a time where people are like, oh, I'm 50, I don't yeah. want to do it anymore? Lots of people or, like leave the sport for various reasons, either like injuries or other things, but I okay. hope that I can do it for mm. further notice. I don't really have any plans to do instructing or coaching. I'll probably do a coach rating at some point, but I would like to be the person who jumps out with tandems and like records them with the video. Oh, that'd be a cool one. I saw that you're doing the, you were doing some landing photography and stuff on your website. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a bunch of, and that's a bunch of cool. website. (laughs) (laughs) That's so out of date. (laughs) Yeah, but if we got to do this, I got to do some backstory too, so (laughs) (laughs) that's not my deal. It's out of date, sorry. No, it's fine. Um, The pictures are great. The other pictures are great too. Um, So you want to end up being a photographer? Kind of. Like, it's good. a hobby. Yeah. What is the... Do you just start doing it for fun, kind of? Yeah, I brought Every my time camera. you dive, you just take a video of somebody and then... No, I usually can't do both because I don't land in time. But I had my camera at the DZ and someone was like, hey, you want to try this? And I was like, sure. And it's really fun getting to take pictures of people as they land because that's like their euphoric moment. They're right. like, I lived. I did it. So it's really exciting because <laughs> yeah. I don't feel like I have to try to get them to smile. It's very organic yeah. and authentic in that moment, which right. is really fun. But you said you want to end up doing video in the sky? Or I would no? like to do it in the sky, too. Yeah. That would but be on your takes, helmet, yeah? Yeah. Okay. That, I just passed the 200 jump minimum that you need to have a GoPro. So I'll hopefully get one soon and be able to do that. But there's more skills involved in being able to fly near and around the tandem without yeah. getting in their way. Yeah. So still got a little ways to go. I, that, uh, would, that would be a cool progression. You've yeah. I, you've yeah. seen that before on TV, yeah? When they all they fly down, they go in a circle, and they move in, they move out, yeah. and they go up and down. Ah, so that's that would kind of be your your uh, your. Is thing, that something yeah. an eight hundred jump guy can do? Uh, yeah, I think formations and stuff. The formation yeah. stuff you learn as soon as you have the A license because it's really about flying with other people. Yeah. So they, that's both a dangerous part and the goal. You're telling me 20, my 26th jump, I could be doing the star formation or something in the sky? Or <laughs> uh, you technically could. You're, <laughs> on paper, you're eligible to do it. It'd be unlikely, unless you have a lot of tunnel experience, the indoor skydiving, right. that you would have the ah, skill, like the skill set right. to be successful in that. Yeah, hopefully you do no use that. In on that. You guys do use jumps. the air tunnel as a... Training. Uh, yeah. For training? Ah, yeah. okay. I was wondering about that. How I guess it would be similar to to a real jump experience. It's a great. There's certainly no like for us at least. I feel like there's no big adrenaline at all spike yeah. to it or anything like that. Right, you're just walking onto a net. The air lifts you up. But the beauty of it is, you get 60 seconds in the sky, and then you have to deal with other things where you can pay for a 15 minute block okay. and you go for a minute at a time okay. and you can practice different skills. actually work on skills you yeah. have a, a, a coach or an instructor yeah. there is standing on the net mm. and helping or they might fly and you're doing you know monkey see monkey do with whatever you're uh, trying to work on so it's, it's a much better learning tool yeah for us as experienced skydivers yeah uh, than it is to be paying for coaching in the skydive because you get 60 seconds from the minute you leave the plane or the second you leave the plane but if you're fucking up yeah. And it takes you a long time to get to your instructor. Yeah. Now you got 10 seconds of useful working time. Yeah, okay. You can really learn a lot. I got gotcha. right. you. I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. We don't really think that the indoor is comparable to an actual skydive. Mm. Yeah. In terms of experience. If, it's too different. 
No, but it would be nice to have a place where you're not going to die and you can make mistakes. Yeah, and, and I know it doesn't translate exactly to the air, but it, I mean, it, it must be nice to, I mean, I just think of diving in a swimming pool where you, you can practice stuff without being in any kind of immediate danger. And, yeah, exactly. uh, yeah. you can definitely become maybe more you confident can, in your, yeah. in you can take yeah, more risks. Yeah. I mean, you could actually. possibly take a risk that you would room for error. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, I guess it's different because you also have frame of reference. That's a big thing in the sky. It's like you're learning to sit fly. It's very hard to fall straight down. It's very easy to put an input. And most of the time it would be an input where you're leaning too far forward. The wind is pushing you backwards. So you're constantly going away from whatever you're looking at. Right. I want to be over here, Mm. but the wind is blowing me this way because I have bad form in the tunnel. You have a wall. (laughs) <laughs> you'll learn pretty quick yeah. feedback that you are <laughs> fucking this up yeah, right? yeah. Um, what's the farthest you've landed from the you ever end up in a tree or something do you have any window. any crazy not, ones not yet not yet <laughs> I only landed off once and that was just due to wind and stuff but this one likes I to land off I love landing off in the wrong he spot tries it's a lot of fun it. yeah it's usually intentional. It, yeah, it, if it's intentional I wouldn't say that I right. I landed where I wanted to yeah. in the wrong spot right I did what I set out to yeah, do from the beginning okay, but, okay. Uh, but there's definitely a few times where I barely make it over the trees and onto the airport property oh, yeah. or something so ah. any uh, any close calls for any of you guys did you ever have to pull your reserve I have I don't have the reserve yet so that's good but I'm due that would like, give me a lot of confidence the, in uh, trying it are you, you said you're due for one generally speaking it's like one in a thousand okay is gonna have a reserve yeah. ride soon um, and then the types of canopy you're flying I'm flying something that's more prone to having a problem a problem would be tangle in the yeah it doesn't open perfectly right something okay. comes up and it starts to have a, maybe a, a turning input that okay. I don't actually want there and okay. the canopy doesn't fully inflate and starts uh, doing a, like a spiraling turn yeah so, so people take the option for the less safe one sometimes mm. Yeah. <laughs> most, of most of the time yeah most of the time. that was one of the reasons i enjoyed skydiving because i found out that the people who usually die from it are the pro people trying to push the limits so they're like i will go on a really really small canopy and try to get really 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 close to the ground and if you fuck up you're dead but it's usually wow. not the people who are choosing to be safe about it so what the extra safe or the not so safe? not so safe not so safe is fun <laughs> so i i mean just watching from movies or youtube or whatever like it looks like when you fall you open your chute and then it you get pulled back up again is that right uh that's probably just is that a movie thing angle type stuff i mean you're always right gravity's always there you slow your momentum though so exactly. okay yeah. um now how close are you able to pull the your chute before the ground i always thought like as long as it's open you can I don't know. You're not gonna. You're not gonna die. But I mean, if you pulled it 100 meters, 200 meters from the ground, are you gonna? Uh, are you gonna be feet. a crater? We don't want to <laughs> yeah. okay. I won't be able to give you anything in meters. We have to do some math. Okay. For us in our in feet. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's it? <laughs> uh, so we're jumping from 13,500 feet. That's yeah. A, yeah. That's like the standard 13,500 yeah. altitude. Um, and then 4,000. Our minimum opening altitude according to the our license structure is mm-hmm. 2,000 feet. 2,000 feet, there's not, especially with the smaller canopies, there's not a lot of time to do anything. Okay. So That's 700 meters. Mm. So um, that's pretty close. <laughs> if we were to have that problem, right, I opened it 2,000 feet, 
and now I have a problem and I have to go to my reserve. Mm. We're not allowed, we're not supposed to cut away our main canopy mm. below a thousand feet. Okay. If we do that, that's potential that we've not given enough altitude for the Slow. main canopy to go away. And there's a little bit of a delay before the reserve comes comes oh. out. So now people have pounded into the ground yeah. where they were trying to transfer to go from a bad canopy to a good canopy, but gotcha. they did it too low. So that could be a problem. So at that thousand feet mark, now you don't get rid of the bad one. Yeah. You deploy the good one and hope they don't entangle. Yeah. The goal is to get as much fabric over your head and hope that something happens. Right? Yeah. I'm no longer, I've given up the desire to land somewhere that I'm choosing. Yeah. I'm just trying not to pound in. Yeah. <laughs> that's the, what's, that's a term pound into the ground. Yeah. Is that, <laughs> what's the ratio of free falling to parachuting down? It's um, not very long in the free fall, right? Correct. You get about 60 seconds is a pretty yeah. normal. That's, if that, you're, that's pretty long. Though. You can shorten that time by falling faster or yeah. get a wingsuit and extend that oh, a lot. I wrote that down too. Wingsuit, yay or nay? Uh, I would like to do it, but I'm <laughs> really enjoying the canopy stuff. Yeah. My canopy doesn't mix with a wingsuit, so okay. I have to change gear and Okay, okay. That, so. Wild. I, I, I would a, like to. Wingsuit, really? I, I would like to something. <gasps> <gasps> have you seen the guy in Italy jump off the mountain and land in the water with a wingsuit? That's pretty cool. He has no... Dude, he jumps... Literally jumps... It's like James Bond shit. Like, he jumps off of a mountain and just glides and goes... And just, like, enters into the water. nuts off the water. Yeah. Pretty much. That's crazy. Think about, like... Man, the... What a... What, like, a... What an escape. Or That has to be part of a movie, I think, in some point in the future. Oh, my God. He's jumping off a mountain. Okay. So, you guys are both... It sounds like you're committed to this for... For your main sources of income moving forward? Uh, Potentially. Yeah, yeah Potentially. I, it, I feel like it's going to be a good summer. I'm not asking. I don't, I'm, I'm, I, I did my, my follow-up is, where's the ideal place to do this? Uh, if that's if that's what you're looking at, is it back home in the States, or where is the best place, or is it, like, you know, you go diving in, in Philippines or Thailand, it's 12 months a year. But if you go to Canada, it's three months a year. <laughs> so, sure. Uh, anywhere that's going to, I mean, it's a weather-dependent sport, right? So we're dealing with winds, clouds, temperature isn't a huge factor, mm. but if it's miserably cold, no one wants to do it. Yeah. So it's not a, a deal breaker. But are you both American? Mm. Yeah. So the States is an option then because you have some of those places in the South? For sure. So that's, I mean, would it, would it be like, uh, you know, somewhere? States would be the somewhere easiest. Somewhere else or in the States? For us, um, I would say certain areas in Europe would be more aesthetically pleasing not that like mm. the, i mean there's gorgeous place in the states don't get me wrong but some of the places in europe are just mind-blowing yeah. right uh, it's mm -hmm. but they're not year-round uh, yeah it's what you're interested in you go to dubai and be in the middle east and if you have all the ratings and mm. can make it i mean they don't hire just anyone at the palm location right yeah. it's a global destination for people to go yeah. make a tandem cool they're paying their staff incredibly well absolutely and teachers do well. <laughs> right. so where would you be leaning towards if you had to pick in the next month or something what are some factors you'd personally consider for for the both of you i think you've just mm. or, or or is it like you know let's go here for a year let's go there for a year or I think that's, do you build I, up seniority kind of or how does how we does said you got a he needs another couple hundred jumps and then I, it's once you get to a thousand then you can really start a thousand is yeah. a big checkbox yeah. um 
win things, but a thousand jumps and a fresh rating doesn't mean a lot either. Okay. So often it'll be a thousand jumps, and if you got your rating at five hundred and four hundred of those are using that rating, then that's very desirable, oh, right? Okay. But because you've got four hundred jumps using that rating, hmm. so it depends what your what that looks like and what they need. If they're in a pinch and you're the only one willing to move here, then well, it's like, take it, it's like right? teaching. Yeah. And it's not yeah. that you wouldn't be successful, but they might be looking for somebody that is turnkey. You walk in, yeah. this is what I do. This is my routine. This is my flow. Yeah. Just provide me the airplane. <clears throat> is there How good versus a new person might want yeah. guidance, right? How do you do it here at your drop zone? And Sounds like the hog one. Is there, uh, <laughs> is there, con- teaching tomorrow. <laughs> is there contracts and stuff that like, if you did go to Dubai or, or Thailand or something, is there a contract that you'd sign? Like we're going to stay on for a year or, is it just kind of most of the I big imagine, ones do yeah. things like that? Okay, because um, a lot of it will come into some providing. I wouldn't say great necessarily housing, but they might provide a space you can bring a camper, or cool. they have a bunkhouse or something like that. Cool. So there's some connection. Cool, cool, cool. Is that is that common with extreme sport? Like I, again, I don't know. You keep referencing diving, but I, I think of that like guys will live in anything in Thailand or the Philippines if they can dive every day and make money on the beach and drink every night and dive and is, is that common through a lot of the extreme sports it has been what i've found yeah yeah well even look at that uh look at buddy who climbed what's the the climber on he, he climbs with no ropes yeah uh he did free Spider-Man. solo and no not the not the buildings the guy free solo was the yeah. like documentary that but even he like lives in his van. Yep. This guy's making Netflix documentaries, and he's <laughs> he's like, oh, look that's my why van. I wonder if it's kind of like that West Coast vibe where it, it's just kind of more relaxed and chilled and yeah, not too. But as you it's it's a lifestyle more different than places to do it. So I think people like the freedom to be able to go anywhere they want. Yeah, like yeah, and like a lot of things, right? If you don't fit in in this location, maybe the. Mm the attitudes just don't mesh doesn't mean you're not good or mm. you're not a great place to work it just doesn't fit for you so yeah. having your own mobile home to <laughs> what, would, what would be some of the unobvious uh advantages or disadvantages in the states compared to abroad somewhere i mean around family obviously but i mean anything else that i mean is, is there places there must be places that are known as safer or easier to get a visa like we don't need to get a visa to go work in like Europe, mm. but the language too. Like if you're gonna be a tandem instructor, yeah. you have to explain things yeah. in the language that they're gonna understand. Yeah, <laughs> I never thought yeah. about that. Yeah. So that would be a big one. Yeah. yeah. What uh, for people who aren't in? You mentioned there's it's like a, a tight knit group of people that you're you're meeting all the time. For people who aren't um, in the skydiving community, are there any like uh, inside jokes or or funny sayings or something that you guys have? You have you have words for newbies or like here's fresh meat or something. I don't know. What do you? What's the? Uh, is there? Is it's there one any? Of those times when I like forget. Yeah. <laughs> no. Whatever. Yeah. Let it run for ten minutes. Who gives a shit? <laughs> what do you call? What do you call them? But definitely here's another. Is in, in you call them thumpers? I think or any I don't sporting know. community. I think mm. I'm to think of the student thing. Mm. You mentioned like a funny saying, like as weird as that might be like somebody whistling in or pounding in right but a, <laughs> yeah. body makes a quite the whistling sound in the sky and oh really you can hear that like yeah oh, yeah oh, so that's hilarious very nice that came from you know bad outcomes kind of thing yeah, yeah. funny saying when it doesn't happen <laughs> nice uh i think there's a lot of general pride in the yeah. sport and having new students and people trying to join yeah. not everyone will fit but 
that's something that I think we both appreciate with skydiving is it doesn't matter yeah. young, old, fat, skinny, tall, small, like it in the sky, whatever might be an advantage for you in this thing is a disadvantage over here. So it really doesn't matter, man, woman, like nothing yeah. affects if you put the effort in and build your skill, dress for success, right? Airflow. Are you trying to be baggy because I'm heavy and I need to fall slower hmm. to match with somebody else who should wear something much tighter with less drag oh, so yeah, they can fall yeah, faster yeah. like you just cool. have to adapt to your yeah. situation i think similar to scuba diving it doesn't yeah. really matter cool that so I like yeah that. there there's the language of of diving that if you i mean follow it and you're fine don't and you got problems yeah. hmm. exactly. can you can you talk about some of the the costs involved in jumping and maybe once you start as a coach or, or working in the industry what kind of jobs or what kind of pay is available I think we'd be, we can talk about what we've spent, I guess, but having not done the instructor path yet, I think it wouldn't be maybe super appropriate. I mean, I, I don't know. Exactly but just ballparks. I mean, yeah. you're looking at maybe doing it as a career. What is it? They make 20 grand, 50 grand, 100 grand. I mean, obviously depending where you are, but what would be a ballpark? I think a big part of that for them is if, you know, if you come in and you have your own camper that you own and paid for right now, if you don't have a mortgage, you don't have all these big bills, which yeah. is why people, you mentioned like just diving. Yeah. I just need enough to maybe buy some new gear or yep. put food on the table yeah. here at the night. So, you know, if you're making 40 bucks a skydive, you can do a, seven, eight a day. Yeah. It's not, I mean, working staff, if you're doing video, you're getting 40 bucks generally and you could do 12, 13, but to do that, you have to have, two rigs so you've doubled your investment in gear costs hmm. so where does that break even right how uh, many jumps did you make to pay for the second rig to start making this how much how much is one rig it sounds expensive <laughs> brand new brand new you're spending 10 grand no way because you have yeah you have the container you have the two parachutes in it you have all the parts and stuff that are fitted to you you have the aad which is like a little computer that releases the Reserve. Explain that more, but yeah, yeah, yeah go for it. Yeah, explain, explain that. Yeah, oh. explain that on words. Yeah. It is the automatic activation device. So mm. if something happens to you in the sky and you can't pull your parachute at a certain altitude, it automatically well, deploys. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which is a lot of people's question. They're like, "What happens if like you, you pass, pass out?" out? Yeah. That's well, that's I would imagine for. people have panic attacks and shit. People have a, had a panic attack in class one time. I can't imagine jumping out of a plane. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Have you huh? seen people faint and? Activate the AED? Uh, I haven't. I've seen students have an AED activate, but it was with a little bit of a mistake on their end, but because uh, they set... They fake passing out? No. Uh, <laughs> it, it's set to a certain altitude. So okay. the experienced uh, jumpers were set to, I think, out of the factory setting, it's 700 feet above the ground. So it is the last thing. Okay. Right? You should be doing something to save your own life. So this is activated at the last second. 700 is a, a, a light thump? Uh, it'll open and you'll basically drift and hit. Right? There's not a lot of time from to there do to do anything. Right? The is that like bro 700 feet like broken legs? No. No, I wouldn't say that. Oh. The reserves, in the trees. The, yeah, you're landing wherever. Oh, wherever okay. you were coming down, okay, okay. you're not going to <laughs> You're not having much distance okay, okay. left or right. Okay, I get right? you, I get you. Um, but the reason for that is 
if you are working on saving your own life mm. and now you have a canopy out that mm. you didn't want that could cause an entanglement and yep. be a problem cool um, and then student stuff is set a little higher so if they're mm. making mistakes they can yeah. deploy uh, how long is a is a rig good for do you i mean is that like you buy one for your career or you do like every three years you gotta Depends. you gotta it could, do it it could be good for a career but people usually you selling them second hand on cacao uh, market there <laughs> uh that's a good point right used is fine um the, yeah the, the magic backpack aspects right the container needs to be fitted to you to okay okay so it's easy for me to find gear i'm in the sweet spot of general body size yeah, yeah. it was super challenging for you to find something right Cool. Um, because there's not a lot of women jumpers or be yeah, or, or and just my size. Size, yeah. Mm. It's not man or woman specific, right. but getting the right size. Hmm. Cool. Uh how did you convince Patrick to to jump out? If uh you know, if you had to make an elevator pitch, what would you I mean if you were trying to convince me or Nate to to do it, what would you what would you say? I think he needed a little push, didn't he? To, uh, he said that he really wanted to for a long time. To. All right. Um, okay. Well, as a as a, that, as a skeptic, I think that's and, on many people's list until it comes time to go actually, in the morning, and then it's oh, am I really? Yeah, we, yeah, we had a lot of people to, who but, said that they were interested, so we tried to get a group together. When it came down yeah. to it, only Patrick and a couple others really yeah, signed up to do it. Really? I'm sure that's probably pretty common. What do you? Uh, yeah, what would you? Yes. <laughs> yeah, well, everyone wants especially to at the bar. <laughs> what's the cool shit till it's time to do cool shit? Right. <laughs> what's the what's the elevator pitch? How do you how do you uh you have the better pitch? How do you I've only convinced one person. <laughs> he got, he got his mom What'd you say? Let's hear them both. He what got his mom to go, so his pitch is better than mine, apparently. <laughs> uh I don't know. It's usually it's like <laughs> Mom, if you don't come, I'm not coming home for Christmas. <laughs> tailor it to that person, right? Yeah. If you tell me I absolutely don't want to do it, there's no fucking chance of making a skydive probably not a lot of conversation to have yeah, okay, right? yeah. i can tell you it's amazing and you should do it and yeah. it's a bucket list for everybody yeah, yeah. i'm on the fence if what you've you... got no desire yeah, yeah there's not a lot to win there yeah, if yeah. you had that in your mind then it's the same thing we're experiencing with patrick now right if you hear me say i've got 900 or 200 or whatever <laughs> yeah. and you're terrified oh. about doing one yeah <laughs> me saying it's amazing doesn't mean as much as patrick who just did his first yeah. saying it's amazing yeah, yeah. right that person's got a lot more pull, pull, I yeah. guess, to get someone else to do it once. So cool. it can be once, but you got the pull and making me think it's safe enough to do once. Yeah. For sure. Right? Like it, the 900 is, is a lot more comforting than Patrick's lucky one. Yeah. <laughs> Usually people talk about heights. And then I would ask, like, well, can you fly in a commercial flight? And if you say yes, can you look uh, out the window? I gotcha. Right? Well, when you're, it's not quite the same. We're not at 30,000 feet, but you still can't see an individual tree you can't see a car mm. right you're not close enough to the ground at that altitude that we leave yeah so if you can look out of the plane there then height's not your problem right? but i assume well i don't know Tell, there must be two kinds of people ones who are just like you i want to do this and i'm going to do it and i don't give a shit and they just love that thrill and the other ones who kind of adapt and kind of get into it once they get started because I would think there must be, other than the guys who just are full-on adrenaline junkies, the other ones must be, holy shit, and then two, three, four, hey, this is, I, I really like this, this is fun, but probably not a lot in the middle. Yeah, I would say. I mean, there must be the one-and-done crew 
And the other guys who just... For sure, yeah. They haven't done it once. I, I know I want to do this, and I'm not scared of anything, and I'm just going to go do it, but I mean... Cost could be a factor in that, too. I would just, Cost could be sure a big factor. <laughs> but I think if you haven't done it, I mean, it must... There must be some element of fear going up the first time. Like, I'm going, well, holy shit, am I really doing this? For sure. Yeah. The, I did uh, bungee jumping before, and we had to climb the side of a crane. Like, we jumped off of a crane into a, into a lake, but... Did it, in Korea? No, in no. Ottawa, I did ah. up uh, up in Ottawa, but as we were as we we're climbing, like the first, you go up and there's like three sections to get to the top. After the first one, you look down, and you're like, oh my god, mm-hmm. like that's horrifying. But once you're at the top, there's no, I don't know, your your references or your your yeah. reference, it seems different. Like it it was scarier at the first yeah, section than like it was at the at the top. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I don't I don't think that's. I don't know. For me, that's not the fear how far it is. It's just jumping. <laughs> the fear isn't if I fall yeah. on for 10 seconds or 40 seconds, I'm jumping out of a plane. You just got to kind of turn your brain off and just do it. That's Pretty the idea. Much, yeah. When yeah. we've done bungee jumping before, I'm saying, I mean, it's just, it's getting off the platform is the yep. scary part. It's not, it doesn't matter how long you're, when you're gone, you're gone. You're just I falling. jumped on two. I knew if I waited till one, I'm not going. <laughs> I didn't want to freeze. Do you, do you still have that, like, oh, like that? You mentioned earlier you have that uh, that concern or worry or anxiety before jumping. Does that yeah you, a little you still bit? Get it's it? different though. It's changed. Like the okay. it went from being like fear of I don't know what I'm doing, kind of like if something goes wrong, yeah. to now just like general like something. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's just general anxieties. I think I, I have more confidence in myself to know that cool. If something does go wrong, I can I can handle it. But yeah. it's changed. Even I mean, when you there's a nice UFC on this morning, but when you hear some of the uh, some of the fighters talking, they say like that that never never goes away. Before the fight, they're always you know they're they're full of anxiety and and nerves and whatnot. So. And that probably keeps you. Fear changes, yeah. It keeps you sharp too, doesn't it? That would yeah. keep your keep your mind uh, mind sharp and, and focused. Exactly. I don't, cool. Yeah. I don't know you guys well enough, but how long have you been in Korea? Just, Just a about year. a year. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think we got it. here a year ago. And where did you come from before? From the states or? Yeah. Directly from the states. Yes. So, just out of curiosity, how many jumps have you done here? Maybe ten. Ten. Yeah. Oh, that's it. Eleven, twelve. It's very challenging in korea okay so this is where i was kind of leading can you talk about some of the differences because i thought before when we were back home seven eight nine years ago and we were scheduled to go skydiving for a buddy's 30th or something 35th (laughs) and the weather didn't turn out and that was it it got canceled there was a tornado or something gonna be coming through or whatever (laughs) and then it didn't and then i was leaving a couple days later anyways didn't work out so um at that point, I thought, man, there's no skydiving in Korea. Like, if anybody wanted to make money, I think of any kind of special skill or talent, just bring it to the countries that don't have it, whether it's hot air balloons or whatever it is. Yeah. Just bring it. They're the hang gliding here for a I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how hard it is or how long you have to have negative cash flow before you can start making profits. But, mm-hmm. I mean, you need an airplane to start. So that's not I mean, renting one, whatever. It can't be cheap. But I was, I, one of the biggest surprises was that I heard you, you guys were going – and just recently, the last maybe three, four months, I've seen advertisements that you could do skydiving here. So it ha- I, I don't know how long it's been around. Maybe you can give us some information on that. But is there only one company here? And what is it, what is it like? What's the community like? Is it mostly foreigners or is it crazy Koreans? Or what is, <laughs> what is it like? And what does that compare to other places you've jumped or, or other kind of places? Yeah, Mika, go so, ahead first. In terms of like... 
why there is, it's not really available here and like bringing it to the countries that don't have it. I think there's not enough people in Korea who are very interested in it. So well, not yet. But that, I, mean, I, I coached ice hockey for 12 years here and there was nobody interested in it. But now it's quite popular. And I think, I mean, biking, fishing, I mean, these things didn't exist 10 years ago. True. Nobody, was, nobody had a bicycle here 10 years ago. Um, camping? Camping work? Was obsolete here, so I think I think these on. are two two different things, though. But okay, but I just yeah. mean I know it's not. So is there only one company? To the best of our knowledge, yes. Yeah, okay. in Korea, well, we yeah. were researching. Oh, I think it meant only one company here. Oh, maybe. Oh, no, Jesus, in Korea. I think there's no, no, maybe, meant, maybe there's room for a couple no, more. I meant there, I <laughs> said there's no there had when until we were, recently I didn't even know there was skydiving. In Korea. Holy moly! When we were researching Korea promotion like, <laughs> coming here we had seen okay we're going to be in Ulsan that's pretty close to Busan oh there were there seems to be social media of a drop zone near yeah. that would be great pretty close easy to do and there were stuff up near Seoul mm. and much farther away okay. but with COVID from what we come to grasp I guess or understand every place shut down except for the one that we've been to sweet and that place appears to be uh Main. just losing financially oh, and it's yeah. not cheap to run a drop zone okay. so they need to have i don't know if they own the land or lease the land but they need to have a spot for the runway mm. they don't keep the plane there so they have hangar space somewhere else they Jesus. need a pilot fuel is crazy expensive here yeah and uh what we've gathered is basically the locals that love it fortunately are incredibly wealthy and yeah. they got together and purchased the plane <laughs> and, and the business the business is not profitable okay and without them covering these other bills it wouldn't exist so uh, if these super rich koreans love it, yeah. that love the sport said you know what it's just not worth it we're just gonna fly you know covid's over it's easy to travel we're gonna yeah. go to thailand whenever we want to skydive right we yeah. can get a flight on friday come home sunday and we've skydived then there wouldn't be skydiving in korea wild and, and that's probably what i mean i just think of the process of introducing skydiving as a it must be extremely challenging did you have to wear a mask in the plane uh you're supposed to so okay. i will say yes <laughs> just as you jump you're just kind of supposed to pull it down and then jump out uh, you can wear like a, a buff which is a little more common if the temperature is cold right? oh, you can okay, get okay. a little more air coverage but so so again the best of your knowledge there used to be a couple other places that's what we've seen on social media it's not like we've driven and seen the old airport runaway okay. facility that kind of thing yeah. but it, it looked like there were other facilities like in the two, yeah Probably trying to cater to the foreigner. Who are who are the highest ranking uh, Korean guys around? Is there like super masters with like two thousand dives, or um, if you got your own plane, maybe they're doing ten a day for? You'd think that it could be that easy. They seemed very shocked, I guess, when like at first was like, "Oh, you've got a D license and almost nine hundred. Mm. Um, like I was. You're running show. Way more experienced than the person <laughs> giving us the drop zone briefing and explaining how things operate here. Really? Right? Like, I had a lot more jumps, and if they're like, I could answer questions they might have. Kind of thing. <laughs> so, on one hand, that feels great. On the yeah. other, it makes you trust your own skills. Okay. Right yeah. now, we already have a language oh. barrier. Mm. I don't. I was going to say, what's that like? Accomplish? They do. Fairly well, but it depends who you have in front of you. Mm. Um, when we first came, they were in a 
affiliate drop zone for the USPA. Yeah. And we're not 100% sure what that takes to be an affiliate, but mm. now they're no longer listed. So yeah. I don't know if that means... <laughs> you can print they, the stickers for free, man. Or whatever. The- <laughs> when, you when you go to Thailand for that dive, you just uh, get the Kaosan Road license special there and put it on the window. Patty. I, I don't know what it takes to be an affiliate. Mm. Um, does it just cost money so that you can have advertisement in the United States yeah. in their big magazine? Or do you need to... I know they do like certain safety things, which we feel more than comfortable mm. uh, with what they have. But I wouldn't say they have a... You know, it's not like they have a foreigner who is their English speaker kind of thing, right? <laughs> so yeah. if, yeah. if that's a, an important factor to say you are connected to the United States Parachute Association, mm. then yeah. you have a an English speaker who can teach courses and talk yeah. to foreigners and do that. If they don't have that, then maybe that's why that dropped. Mm. I'm not really sure. But So what is the what's the community like here? Is there many foreigners or... We, um, we actually just met foreigners for the first time. It, was, it seems very tight-knit, like a family. Um, but we don't speak the language, so we haven't really gotten to get too close with them. But mm. they seem really nice. They were really welcoming. They've jumped with us a couple times. <laughs> but yeah. we recently met a bunch of Americans. Three of them were Army guys. Yeah. But we didn't even know that they were here. Mm. So it was like one day randomly we were like, wait, why are there so many white people? <laughs> cool. But huh. mostly, yeah. mostly Korean stuff. It would have been nice to have met them earlier. Right. But at the same time, it's still logistically difficult mm. so you mentioned what's the process in two places right in the states you can't jump if you're not there so you want to make skydives this weekend you go to the drop zone and hang out if the weather's good the plane's flying you, you can just up. sign up right there's an extra seat on the plane mm. or you worked it out with your group so you're waiting for the next empty plane load to show up on the screen and then you join that okay here we have to tell them by wednesday at 5 p.m. that we want to make three skydives on Saturday or Sunday. Uh-huh. And then the weather turns to shit. So then it doesn't happen. Gotcha. Or so you guys went up with Patrick and... So we went up once and it didn't work. And we went up the second time. But... You went know, up like you're in the well, air and they... drove up, right? So that's the other... Oh, okay, okay. I gotcha, I gotcha. Four, gotcha. Four, five hours. We've yeah. got the scooter here. Yeah. But we don't that's have a car. You, I was going to say, you so, got a scooter there? No, no. <laughs> You'd be like dumb and dumber. You're frozen <laughs> to each other on the way. <laughs> uh, so that's a big logistical nightmare, right? Because yeah. now we have to commit to making skydives. And they have to say, yes, you have seats on the plane like mm. you requested. Yeah. Then we have to contact the local rental car place we found. And make sure they have a car. Yeah. And then if the weather turns to shit, then how many times can you cancel on the mom and pop rental car place before they don't want to give you a car anymore? Yeah. So now we've rented cars that we had plans that didn't work. Mm. So what do we want to, you know, make it worthwhile? Yeah. Oh, so yeah. It's been difficult. And then it's expensive here. Yeah. So, so it's initially- almost three times the price per skydive for us as fun so jumpers much. as it would be back in the States. How much is a jump? In the uh, States? Here. What you 100000 Hundred and ten thousand won if you pay on a card. Per but in the states, it's like Here? twenty-five or thirty dollars. I thought it was five twenty-five dollars for a jump. Hold on, yeah. I thought it was a, I thought it was five hundred for, for, for a tandem, right? We have our own gear. We oh, oh I got you. I got you. Yeah, we just need a, a ride on the five hundred for a ten. I got even you, for you. tandems though, like it's two hundred dollars in the states, but here it's like five hundred. Yeah, well, hold 50, on, you, you ten grand in your in your gear set, but twenty-five bucks a dive. But don't forget, if I'm doing, if I'm trying to do. Yeah, it's four hundred bucks a day, dude. If I'm trying to do seven a day. <laughs> oh shit, two hundred. Yeah. Saturday, Sunday, Friday, 
now it's you're there all week yeah. you can yeah. go get a couple in on a monday oh, by no means is it, I, I just thought it was a lot more i think it was gonna be like 100 bucks a jump or something no 25 sounds right? yeah if you have the gear 25 sounds reasonable i mean gotta pay for the gear but it makes it i mean i sold dirt bikes and stuff because i was giving up on other action sports and it was like well i Every weekend I go out, I break something. So it's a few hundred dollars every time I go for a right. big ride. Yeah. So it's easy to make that, of the money. that money transition. Yeah. Uh, it's ultimately <laughs> still cost me more, but mm. I wouldn't trade it. And I mean, eventually if you pursue the, if you pursue this route, you're going to ideally make some money back in the, in the future, right? Yeah. You so, change that in? I don't know. I, mean, I don't know for you guys, but well, you guys, the Northern States, People come to Canada because we can drink at 19 or 18 on spring break. Mm. But most of the Canadians go down to Mexico. And in Mexico, I mean, <laughs> uh, bungee jumping in Mexico is very different than bungee jumping in Canada. And and the same, like, Thailand doing crazy stuff, diving in, in some of these eight. Like I said, I mean, you can be out drinking until 4 in the morning. That guy's your dive master tomorrow morning. I'm, like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm confident enough in my skills that I'm not overly concerned and it's not... 30 meters is not always life and death as skydiving would be. But definitely there's some dodgy, dodgy places and, mm -hmm. you know, kind of half-assed run places. That the safety standards are definitely not there. And, you know, like we've all had 50, 60, 80 dives. We know what's crazy and what's not. But we're all together. And it's not like there's, you know, the scariest ones are when the two Koreans show up on their honeymoon and want to join. And we're like, oh, they're going to kill a dive here. <laughs> You know, first time, they don't know to float and stuff. Oh, but oh, no. <laughs> but when everybody's in the same boat, you know, okay, we're not really relying on the dive master here. He's just the guy telling us. But mm -hmm. is it, have you found that? Have you guys dove in lots of places? And is it similar? Like here, the safety standards are kind of mm -hmm. funny. In, in Korea, like they pretend they know, but I know way more and I think it's a little bit risky or? Uh, I've been to more places than she has. Um, Pretty cool places too. I saw Egypt. Well, that could be separate, I guess. But <laughs> uh, I mean, Korea is safe. I have no. I would bring my mom here and say, absolutely. I, this is where she did it. She didn't do it here. Oh, but okay. I'm saying I, I would you bring were... someone that I truly yeah. care Patrick. about Patrick. that yeah. do their mm -hmm. own thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I trust the gear. I I have no doubt in the people, right? Everyone wants to live mm. through this. Sure, and if sure. the tandem master. <laughs> If they don't survive, the tandem passenger is probably not going to survive, right? right? So it's in their best interest to make things work. So right. I have confidence in that. Um, but there are some places in the States that you we would hear of where you wouldn't really want to go. They're buying... Sometimes people will sell like non-airworthy gear. You asked how long it can mm. last. It, it's not like it's got a date mm. of expiration. They I feel like be, they should go to jail. <laughs> Who's uh, non-airworthy gear well, to your fellow jumpers Jeez. sort of like buying a car right if in the states it's common to sell a car for parts right mm. there's a lot of good stuff here but it shouldn't be on the road anymore and if i sell it as a parts car i i've lot i don't have responsibility that you then drove it and yeah. got an accident so i'm selling you this thing it's okay. deemed not airworthy but there's no Tar that says you have to. Yeah, there's tar knowledge. There's no, you know, registry like, of that serial number or something. It's so like baby, baby something. car seats. Yeah. They're, they that, they expire after ten years or whatever. But I mean, they're still. Yeah. yeah. Most gotcha. of the time, if they send some of the really the regulated items in mm. the manufacturer for inspection and it's deemed not airworthy, they often manufacturer won't send it back. So that could be a, Which a is thing nice. that could happen. Yeah. Um, but there's also 
different you talk you know red bull tricks and things that you might do i don't need i need pieces of this non-airworthy gear to do a stunt that no one's tried before and it's nearly free hmm. huh. or this piece cost me five thousand dollars to buy a new one oh. but once i do the stunt this is useless so can i get a free one that isn't critical because <laughs> i'm wearing the correct thing that is safe oh. but i'm trying to do something so that gets sold a lot canopies that aren't really deemed airworthy people you know huh. soak in kerosene and light it on fire in the sky and that was fun but i'm not gonna spend three thousand dollars to light it on fire yeah right, right? Huh. so that, that could be <laughs> things huh but to, as far as going to different drop zones you talked like the drinking thing or whatever um I mean, everyone likes to have a fun time. I think after seven dives, I'd be in for a couple drinks. <laughs> There's anybody that's got an instruction rating, tandem master, that kind of stuff. They're following the same rules that a pilot has. So mm. it's eight hours. You had a sip of beer. You yeah. can't be in control or doing anything like that. So most places are okay, but that's pretty good with that. That's standard everywhere. But I mean, some of those rules don't. That's why I thought, like, yeah, in I, the poor, in the have you jumped in poor countries or? Like where maybe the standards aren't so high or, you know, you, like you said, if you, yeah, someone wants to hire you, no one wants to go there. You get a dodgy coach or a dodgy instructor. Like, I mean, it can exist anywhere. And that might be that there's one instructor or one coach who's not following the rules. Right. It's still the drop zone. If they're still allowing this person to work here, right. like that, that's not good from them as a business. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Um, there's probably, I think there's pretty generally, high standards. Generally, generally yeah. speaking, there's some pretty high standards in that sort of stuff. But, I mean, it's not like I haven't woken up pretty hungover and made a first load skydive. But it's <laughs> a little bit different because it's... My I, tandem I could fuck jumper smells like soju. Right. But for the most part, I'm just responsible for you, for me. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it, you know, there's a, there's a balance there. And, and other people, your, your family, like you rely on each other. You, you save each other's life. I want you to give me a gear check. And make sure that I did it right. I'm asking yeah. you because I trust you. So if you think I'm fucked up from the night before and I think I'm fine, you're going to tell me, <laughs> you know, I'm not getting on the plane with you. Yeah. Right? Like, I'm not going to support that. So yeah. there's a pretty good self-policing aspect to that. What is the, I, I always laugh when you go on those things, you got to sign this waiver form mm-hmm. and you're like, does this mean I'm going to die? <laughs> like, <laughs> no, what, what the liability, the liability and, and the risk involved in what I mean you sign those liability waivers everywhere but I've been on crazy carny rides you know where I'm sure the guys slept for a week and smoking all day and they're way more dangerous than half the other crazy stuff I've done but what is the liability and risk and when there are accidents or someone breaks an ankle or thumps can you can you speak to any of that or (laughs) not familiar with it yeah whistles too hard or or... thumps too hard yeah yeah, maybe in terms of tandem. Or, or, I mean, even, or on your own, or... Uh, I guess in the States, there's still a very Sioux-happy culture. Okay. But if you're... If we got hurt, we wouldn't be suing anybody. But your own... Right? Job, that, For the most exactly. part, it's all but, our own. But that's part, of, that's part of what gives me risk. comfort back home, because in Korea, they also don't have that... Cult. It's, it's starting a little bit now, but I think of even going to the hospital... There's the malpractice is like unheard of here because the doctors are part of their own brotherhood of Yonsei Day or Seoul Day or and none of them will testify against each other in court and there's there's all kinds of these things. We're at home, I'm like, hey, you screw up, 
it's in your best interest that I everything's okay with me because if not, your business gets shut down. Where here, and I'm sure in many other places, it's not always like that. So I, I appreciate that at home, you know, Sue Happy, under the right circuit, if there's neglect or negligence on part of the company. but um, A fund jumper waiver is usually a little different, but a lot of it still comes down to maybe you could win something if the plane crashed and you survived it, but hmm. whose fault is that? Because usually it's all separate LLC stuff, right? Yeah. So the, the drop zone is <laughs> yeah. often renting the plane from somebody. So right. whoever owns the plane yeah. is providing a maintenance schedule that the drop zone should follow if they right. follow that and something still goes wrong is it the mechanic is it the right things happen things do break and fail right so where do you where do you get to place the blame and suing what is it solving if i got fucked up and my legs and back and broken I, I, yeah i could pay bills i guess that's but, often what i ask but when like, I see how many people get sued at home, like, oh my i don't God. know where that would go the tandem that can be a thing i mean if the if the guy makes a, a mistake could make a mistake but you asked in that elevator pitch i mean mm. I, a friend acquaintance that i went through aff with getting licenses at similar times mm. when he got his license his mom agreed to do a tandem mm. she didn't listen she put her foot down when she wasn't supposed to and broke her leg she could sue all she wants mm. she made the mistake she's mm. not going to win she signed the waiver yeah um people have very infrequently died and tried to sue, but the waiver has always held up. If yeah. it's written correctly, occasionally they have been... It's written on a cocktail napkin. <laughs> yeah, occasionally the waivers have failed in courts, I guess. Mm. Um, I wouldn't be able to speak yeah. to mm. any specifics, but we've heard that, I, I mean, guess. that's what they're but, for. But they're, they're to protect the company, so... Yeah. You, you, yeah, again, unless there was you know some kind of neglect or something, you would expect the waiver to hold through. Yeah. I think of the hockey rink... A guy from Daegu five, six years ago broke his ankle. Uh, he was skating full blast. I was chasing him. And he just he just bit it right before the end boards. And he went flying in there and he broke his ankle. A Korean guy. And, I mean, it, I was just, it's, it's hockey. I mean, that, it's not ballet. It's hockey. So uh, we got him off and we called the ambulance or whatever. And the Zamboni guy comes by and he's like, oh, what happened? They said, oh, I... He's pretty fucked up. He needs the ambulance. He said, okay, I'll go check the CCTV to see who did it. And we were like, no, 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 no. Hold on, dude. This is hockey. You don't check the CCTV. He's like, well, who's who's responsible? I said, no, no, this has nothing to do with responsible. Well, who's going to pay for it? I was like, well, this is hockey. I, is this Korean culture? Like, you're going to try and tell me I was chasing him too fast or too close? Now you're going to pay for this guy's Because on the ski hill, there's nightmares on the ski hills here. Have you been? We went. Once. Once, but we didn't see anything. Nothing crazy. No, but the Koreans who stop people. in the middle of the hill and sit down on their phone. Yeah. And, yeah. But, but so I mean, there's. I mean, there's <laughs> and, and just you know, <laughs> no no reason just turn right in front of someone who's actually coming down the hill. Top of the escalator. But there's a couple foreigners who've been through the court systems with Koreans on this stuff on on people getting injured on the hills, and it's like, isn't it ski at your own risk? Like, know your limits. Go on the hills. You're good on. Don't snowplow down the double black diamond because something bad's going to happen. And then, but this is part of the who did it, you know. And that's why I wondered a little bit about the liability thing. The hockey one just blew my mind. I was like, "Hey, burn the tape, <laughs> you know, to check that." 
And I said, it's just part of the game. I mean, sometimes guys fall or, or hit. It's it's not contact. It's beer league. It, but guys get hurt sometimes. It's part of well, it. If you cross-checked him from behind and, and broke his neck, that'd be a different story. But, but in beer league, mm-hmm. hockey at home, it, it, I mean, it wouldn't be. When you go on the ice, you kind of assume that that's part of the game. Not taking a stick in the face. Sure. Yeah, the, yeah. there's some negligence versus <laughs> just sure. it's the game. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I think that, I mean, I don't know if we actually even, did we sign? We did one waiver in the beginning. Yeah. But most of it was not in English to my memory. Not that I remember. And it was irrelevant anyways, right? We're not... Like your contract we, for work. Yeah. <laughs> We're not... If I don't feel safe, the plane or whatever doesn't look right, I'm not going to do it. So yeah. if there is a problem, it's a risk I'm accepting anyways. Mm-hmm. And if the waiver is to protect them, I'm not... Yeah. Have you ever pulled back from a, like you get a bad feeling on a morning? You're like, yeah, you know what? Not feeling it today. Or, I mean, you see the plane. Did you ever, is there any experience where you went like, you know what? Not uh, not feeling this one. Sometimes it's because of like the weather and the wind. Okay. If there's too much wind, it can be da- like dangerous to jump mm. in. Um, I know I've gotten off of plane loads before. I'm like, yeah, I just saw people land and they were like landing sideways. I'm like, I'm good. But never because of the plane. Usually if there's an issue with the plane, they won't let people go. Okay. Cool. So that's a personal preference. Eh, it's a little too strong for my comfort zone. Yeah, hundred percent. Same as the current. Yeah, I think there's <laughs> I a. Certain... Some guys take off in a current. <laughs> Come back, <laughs> go get him, buddy, because you know he's gone. He didn't know what he was supposed to do down there. The current was way too strong, and mm-hmm. one guy disappears. <laughs> Sometimes it gets bad, and they have to like restrict you. But just right. the most, for the most part, it's you choosing that. Yeah, the lists would be one of those restricting factors. They might restrict to C and D license only because of the wind. Okay. Doesn't mean that you should mm. even with those licenses. It just means you should have enough experience in case you have to make a choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, to make a good choice. Do you have the ability to do this or not? Yeah. Uh, cool. I, I've had a one I signed up for night jumps and decided night jumps. they're a lot of fun. I've done them a, a handful of times, but I had one just the day was strange. I just I decided it. not to do it, and everyone had a good time. They had yeah. a blast. But that doesn't mean right? no regrets. I yeah. was gonna have to be the one that had the problem, yeah. so it just yeah. didn't feel right. So I bailed. I hung out. I was a part of the ground crew and, and helped everyone. Enjoyed the the good time, but I didn't. What's a night jump like? That's gonna be terrifying. It's different. It's yeah. super fun. Um, but yeah, you can't see anything. So we basically crack some glow lights and tape them to your arms and wow. you have to do a few other light things to try to be visible but in the skydive there's a circle on the bottom where you're supposed to hit uh you get the runway lights for our drop zone where okay. i've done the night jumps so they put the night uh runway lights on yeah. our airport was a triangle so it'd be very easy to see from the sky mm-hmm. and then park you know three or four cars on this corner and three or four <laughs> here so you, like oh, wow. you light up the landing area <laughs> yeah. and wow fly your way in but the scary part of that is how much you can't see in the sky normally you're looking for yeah. canopies that that's the most dangerous there. part yeah. the most you have to stagger the jumps then and that uh, yeah so there's a lot more planning with that ah. to to be doing that safely because it's is that is that kind of like flying in the in the clouds for for a pilot i mean you can't see you're just going on instrumentation and i mean cool. theoretically you could close your eyes as long as you know your altimeter you know when to pull it and not for the landing, but I mean in terms of the, the dropping. I mean, I because uh, glow, ever... glow sticks on your arms aren't giving you any. I mean, that's for the other guys, but, but you're getting yeah, some indication. You're flying blind, and just when you get to that spot, it's 
pull the cord, right? Yeah. Yeah, your altimeter would be light up, so you can still see your right. own thing. But You ever hit a bird? <laughs> Not in a skydive. <laughs> Is that a crazy question? People hit birds? Uh, like when you're... Or uh, Possibly. I don't I know. know. Planes, planes smash on a bird. I don't know if anyone that's hit a bird in free fall. Hmm. Um, okay, no. That might I be too think high. there have been totally possible. some, I don't know, bird strike or whatever with some of canopy flight. But mm-hmm. usually it would be more of a, <laughs> like a predatory, like a hawk is interested in this thing, right? So they're not necessarily going to come and attack, but yeah. there's been a, we had that at Jumptown where we've had birds fly with the canopy for a minute and they're just checking it out. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, Jesus. Huh. The, uh, do you remember the feelings of your first flights? Your first jumps? Yeah? Yeah. Is it, and is it chasing the, not, I would say chasing the dragon. That sounds like a, like a heroin act. What is that? Uh, is that, uh, what you're always looking for? Right. I mean, are you no, always I mean, looking it's for? It's always, it's always awesome. Yeah. Like it doesn't, you get used to it, but it doesn't change how great it feels every time. But mm. the first time it was, because you're so scared on the entire ride up, you're like, what am I doing? Yeah. I personally was like, did I make a mistake? Like, I don't really want to do this anymore, yeah, but I'm committed, but here we are. <laughs> but the second you leave the plane, the free, like Patrick said, his best, his favorite part was the free fall, which is of course. common. It's like, the yeah. second you're like, there's not a plane underneath me. It's yeah. such a rush. But then when you land, it's like very empowering because you're like, I just did that i didn't think i could do it i thought i was gonna die so were your first jumps with joe or were you diving on your own before you guys met did you guys meet like uh in the plane (laughs) what was the uh basically we met skydiving but yeah oh no way so you were diving before he'd already been skydiving i went once like a couple years before but when i started Learning, he was my coach for a little bit. Ah, sweet like diving community. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't. I remember mine, but not as vivid. Right, it was a lot of years ago now for that mm. first tandem. Yeah. But I remember the group that I was with and seeing. Like I was just hyped up and super excited. Uh, I was freshly into driving stupid fast on a motorcycle. So yeah. that adrenaline piece was <laughs> different, different yeah. I guess, on how that felt for me. But yeah. I remember like seeing that wash over look of what the fuck am I doing at different stages <laughs> for the group that I was with. And I don't remember <laughs> yeah. ever having that. Yeah. Um, but people like signing the waiver being like, Oh my God, this is, this well, is real. Oh, right. But yeah. after that, they were just, in the zone they were ready accepted to, death. you know other people it was putting the gear on or walking onto the plane or the door opens whatever it was everyone had their <laughs> but i know that when it was my turn hmm. we got to the door i thought my instructor said go so i was trying to leave the plane and he was not ready yet and i didn't understand why but i do now like we need distance between groups to make sure this <laughs> yeah on tv they say one two and they push you out but yeah. so like three. i had to help get myself back in so he could be situated and and that's my memory right i was super excited <clears throat> for the whole thing Is but there... to go for my first mm. 10 years later aff jump yeah ground school was fun but i mean i remember asking my instructor which is completely idiotic Mm. but i don't know we're six hours into the process and i'm like and we're really spending a long time talking about these canopy pictures and all this stuff like what am i missing it's like kind of just shook his head i was doing well but i feel like that might have set it back a little (laughs) on how he liked me (laughs) but he's like yeah, we have instructors holding on to you and mm. onto your gear or onto your shoulders or whatever. But 
once the parachute opens, it's on you. So the free fall isn't really the focus, which in my head was right. the focus. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. We spent fucking yeah, we spent twenty minutes talking about that. It's been six hours <laughs> talking about this canopy. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Light bulb goes off. Oh, okay. That's why gotcha. that's the whole process. So we finished and we got to make that one skydive that day and standing out on the plane, hanging on. You know, the plane slows down but it's still flying mm. 70, 80 miles an hour. Just that wave of what in the fuck yeah, what am I, I doing, doing here? <laughs> but kind of sh- for me, it was like, all right, yeah, shut that off. Yeah, I have a checklist that I need to <laughs> shut do. up, brain. So we're I'm, going. You know, I'm supposed to look at this guy, look at this guy, and then I have a sequence of events I'm supposed to do. Mm. And then it was for me, it was just a checklist. So Shit. I have that one really big Shit pants. thing. But after that, every skydive, I did pretty well. I passed in order checklist, just doing the items, mm. but. Now, for me, it's like peace. I'm harder to do in Korea, but a stressful day, that's my release you know, yoga practice of meditation or whatever uh-huh. was making the skydive because uh-huh. nothing matters during that time, right? If, you, uh-huh. if you've got a bad day at work or you're mad at someone, <laughs> if I don't survive, that problem doesn't matter, right? So I have to get through this. You want to pack my second shoot? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> the... Um, <laughs> Uh, I was going to ask it like uh, sometimes uh, obviously can't even compare them but after teaching I'll, I'll come home if my class finishes at 9.30 I'd come home and I'd be wound up you know excited after class do you have to unwind after a day of jumping or like you said that's your yoga like meditation it is the unwinding yeah. it is the unwinding mm-hmm. more so, yeah and especially if you've done a lot and you're pretty okay. physically mm-hmm. tired too yeah. so it can be like you're ready to sit by the fire and cool. relax we've absolutely had weeks where but, like it's been a long week with kids ready to jump out of a plane yeah <laughs> if we made a, a comparison here to um, a roller coaster where someone's on the roller coaster they pull it down you get the lap bar and it starts going like let me off let me off let me off let me off do you have that with with tandem patients or patients tandem jumpers as well yeah yeah, I think Patrick was kind of like that too. He was like he was struggling for sure, which is awesome for me. I loved it. But do you <laughs> do you ever stop, or you just go fuck you? We're in the air. We're we're going. Uh, our, is there a waiver for that too? Our experience has been certainly no one's going to force you, but that's usually happening in a conversation. So if the okay. person, you know, almost the joking like, "What's your safe word?" Right? Because if they're like on the ground, <laughs> I really want to do this, but I'm going to be freaking out. Right? If you communicate that to your instructor, yeah. then the instructors going to try to match your energy your emotion kind of keep it fun and light okay, so okay. usually that's the joke that people will do like well what's your safe word if you okay. say banana then we'll ride the plane down but if okay. you don't you can scream grab onto everything you want i'm moving your hand <laughs> we're gonna get out but okay verbally communicated i know nice. i'm gonna panic yeah you know but i'm gonna panic I and i still want to go so <laughs> make sure i do it okay but if i say you know Whatever it is, then... And the debriefing is taking off their underwear and cleaning (laughs) the shit after. Is that the idea? (laughs) Uh, But we definitely have people that ride the plane down from doing the tandem. Really? They just couldn't do it. I think I've only heard of one... It's usually two or... At least my few years at... That'd be be two or or three a year that you'd see where they ride the plane down. So not very common by any means. Um, And that's just full full panic mode and they're like, I'm not doing this shit. Yeah, just not doing it, but... You're not getting your money back either, right? You, you, you paid for the plane ride and choose yeah. to ride it all the way back down, or yeah. or you can so exit. In like, Korea, fuck, you have to go five hundred bucks, dude. Nice. You're, you're doing nice. it, yeah. So on that on that note, I mean, with a thousand jumps between you, I just think of like the bachelor party. Go fuck this, boys, we're going. And like 
they're probably hung to the gills in Vegas or somewhere. And I mean, what's the funniest, craziest, wildest? St- I mean, have you seen someone piss their pants before they go? Or what? What's some of the funny some, or wild, crazy stories? stories? Yeah. Puking's not super common, but it happens. But mm-hmm. definitely, my funniest was our friend Freddie. He no longer would enjoy a Hawaiian pizza because he got some secondary Hawaiian pizza in the skydive. Oh, okay, okay. He, he didn't land on a fucking patch of pineapples? Sorry, no, no, he, he, he didn't uh, thump into a... Someone puked in oh. free fall and he got a bunch in his mouth. So. You know, it shouldn't be pineapple oh. pizza anyways. Oh, jeez Louise. So that's probably the funniest that I know of. There's definitely some funny landing videos where they made it all the way to the ground, but as soon as they're on the ground, instead of being super excited and they're, you know, the videographer is running in for that close-up. They start up crying. And, and they just lean over and puke. And that's the basic <laughs> That's the basic video that we just got. That's funny for I've us. I've heard of but, stories of yeah. tandem instructors who have been like, yep, yeah, my leg was definitely wet after that. Oh, yeah. no. It's not mine. No. Uh, <laughs> do tandem, um, what do you call it, pilots? What are they, tandem pilots? Do they ever joke with the people like, oh, I forgot the... So many times. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I, I don't know if that's if that's uh, allowed or... Depends I, I on know. the person, but yeah, a lot of the time. Do, yeah. I know they do that with bungee jumping. Like, oh, you know, they push the guy like, oh, we forgot to... And as they're falling, <laughs> oh, they do that skydiving too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in the States, you're looking for a tip. So okay, that's definitely a big part of the you know, t- tipping <laughs> culture. So you are expecting that. So they're trying to match the energy. If, okay. If Patrick being as stressed as he was his instructor making jokes the whole time okay he might not have made the skydive right yeah, so yeah. It's, it's up to that person to <laughs> try to match read what's happening if your person is amped up and excited match it uh, right bring, it, bring that level up as high as they want to take it oh that's awesome that's awesome Bathroom? yeah just around the corner there think we're gonna fall off I hope not. <laughs> oh no you're fine you can open it whatever it's not a big not a big deal Pull it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, <laughs> I, I just put down other other crazy rides. Like I now they're really before it used to be just bungee jumping. Was there other ones? There was there wasn't too many other ones. Now there's like there's that super crazy swing over the canyon and now there's like that one was a swing I think in China. But now they have like the like the saucer swing or something and there's all kinds of wild and craziness things That's now. Slingshot, I think it's one where they bring them all. I love watching those videos There's where people, one. let me out, let me out, let me out. And they go up and they pass out and they wake up and go, ah, back out. Oh, the sleep ah. yeah, the <laughs> In and out of consciousness. <laughs> Any desire for for those kind of things or where does your adrenaline take you now? I mean, is this is this the peak or do you, you said you're Wingsuit is a possibility. Uh, I still, I'm still like motorcycles. But not the, yeah, not the crazy ones here. But. Mm, only because Korea has no motorcycle i'm not saying that's no culture there certainly are groups but you can't ride on highways you can't go anywhere but so, the guys with those bikes do they might I'm, they just don't, you know I, I mean there is that one here i mean it's way more risky more dangerous but they do the old 10 guys across the highway slow right down make a few mile gap or whatever and then just hammer them but one of the guys i play with had one of those a 1200 or something and they were it's okay he's he lost two guy two friends he Should lost be. in like five six years maybe he he lost two buddies oh, and perfect. i don't know if that's <laughs> lack of experience or just stupidity or highway driving in korea but yeah they ripped a soul in what an hour and a half what a, I mean, just yep. stupid stupid stuff I mean, oh man that's crazy 
Just regular roads are crazy in Korea. Yeah. I like taking the taking the. Have you guys gone for a trip up the uh, East Coast? If you go up, like from here, you can go up to Pohang and up to up the East Coast. It's nice, man. We have it's nice. Our scooter's great for our daily stuff, but it's. Oh, I didn't. I thought it was a motorcycle. No? It's a one twenty-five. Okay. Yeah, um, no. So with the two of us, yeah, yeah. eighty kilometers is yeah, yeah. pretty much maxing out. Yeah. So. <laughs> Going up a hill, you got to slow down a little more. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, it's perfect for everything we needed it to be. Perfect. But it wasn't. If if we could have ridden more places, that we would have bought a bigger bike. Yeah. To, to been able to do that. But yeah. It's not a very convenient place for. Yeah. Um. One thing, skydiving, you don't really have that feeling of falling. Hmm. Which is another one people sometimes use as an excuse. I hate roller coasters. I don't like that feeling. Oh, you don't get the butterflies in the stomach? But you don't get that. And really because the plane is still flying forward. So in Uh order for that, yeah, you exist in the plane at 70 miles an hour. And now you exist in the wind. And you start to accelerate a little bit more from there. But you don't have that I never thought about that. Oh, my God. But you do. I was terrified of that. So I, like, looked it up and there was some website that had explained it like some mm. drop zones website and they said no you don't because you're reaching terminal velocity mm. much quicker quicker yeah. yeah but it's not like like in bungee jumping you probably felt it it's like zero to 100 oh yeah but it's not, not really. i remember huh. my first time i was i hated it so i didn't like that feeling and i was like oh i can do skydiving then and you do get like a little little, little bit but it goes away like that but i was like oh they lied but then I, that, that lasted like a second because then I was like, huh. I everything else. But. Yeah, I feel like my brain wanted it to be there. Yeah. But I don't think it really was. It's not um, there anymore. And it's certainly yeah, not there anymore. Huh. But like we, huh. our first time bungee jumping was in Korea. Yeah. And that was a big factor of yeah. feeling that. I, mm-hmm. I still really want to base jump. And that would be a big part of base jumping is having that feeling every Ew, time. Crazy, man. Um, you do Samsung Tower. What is it? Samsung Tower? That's the biggest one here, right? I think Lotte so. World Tower. Lotte World Tower is what is it? So that might be, I guess, the, the next path. Of so the with those, that I want with those thrill rides and stuff, or bungee jumping from somewhere crazier, would that tickle your fancy or no? Yeah. 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 The rides, I don't really care for ones that just sit here and spin. I don't need the, gra- the gravitron. I, I mean, those, I mean those like... ones over the canyon or what? Like now, that's the ones you see on what are YouTube or whatever. Those ones start here and they swing you way the hell out over the canyon and come all the way back and oof. I don't know that I'm going to plan a vacation yeah, around sure. that where I might plan like a skydiving vacation yeah. or something but yeah. um, I wouldn't that comes up. I wouldn't say no to that opportunity that's for sure cool back to the wingsuit and the base jump stuff have you seen those guys who wingsuit into the airplane I've mm-hmm. seen the videos like the yeah. planes yeah is that I mean do you go that's Red Bull. Do you go, I want to do that? Yeah. Uh, really, that's way too That's way too crazy. That's 5,000 more hours of, or it's, I, I want to do it's that. It's cool that they're pushing the envelope, certainly. Um, I don't know if I want to be on the cutting edge of I getting back yeah. into yeah. place. <laughs> but that, but that, it's not anymore, though. Like, that wingsuit stuff, I remember 10 years ago was crazy. Now, it's hobbies for lots of people in Europe. I mean, it's, it's not anymore. <laughs> It is and it isn't. I mean, the, 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 the videos you're seeing are still of the, I mean, I'm make, the obviously best. making up the numbers here, but it's still like the top 1% of sure. the world with yeah. that. So um, that's the goal for a lot of people. The wingsuiting, you can, most people wingsuit in skydiving before they start doing base jump stuff mm. because it's very, very similar canopy stuff, not identical by any means, but you don't have a reserve in a base jump. 
right? If something goes wrong, plan B is to make plan A work. <laughs> and Take skydiving, off you have that reserve shoot. So you can do a lot of training. You can right. do a lot of things that also people get into skydiving because I want a base jump and then they never leave skydiving because it still checks that thrill I'm, box for them. When you mention that, I've never seen a wingsuit guy land. They're the same pull a parachute at yep. the end whenever they get to... Unless it's that guy that in Italy. A, that must be a lot harder when you're... In a, yeah, they have some different checkboxes. Yeah, there's a few different things <laughs> they need to do. Are they jumping from the same height as you guys? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Yeah, they're... There's a safety order exiting the aircraft, so mm. they're usually the last people out of the plane. Mm. They have. Oh, have you gone with wingsuiters? Yeah, yeah. She's oh. ridden on the back of a wingsuiter as a wingsuit rodeo. As a w- wingsuit what? Rodeo. Wingsuit like rodeo. rodeo uh, uh, you were skydiving and you. No, you have to jump out with them usually. But you were You're... you were not. That wasn't your. You weren't a tandem wingsuit. You were correct. Just riding along and then jumped off and. Yep. Oh, and then you just like you're just holding on to them, then you just disconnect and use your own parachute down. Yeah. Good lord, that's insane! (laughs) Oh my god, that's crazy! I I don't see many other planes. I just save a horse, ride a wingsuit. (laughs) Yeah, that's the YouTube's, right? The canyons and flying close by the mountains. A lot of that you can still do from a plane, but in Europe you can make the hike and have that's crazy hoop right Right. basically free versus having to charter an airplane to fly you somewhere but you could do those two things so are we are wingsuits a lot more common than i think yeah yeah you only need 200 jumps that's another thing with your sea license you can start wingsuiting fly with a camera holy that's a big thing that's wild that's wild i would like to do that and i would have done it with that same person but it just didn't pan out in the timing and it's easier to have a really big person on a big wingsuit. Oh, you would have done it. That was Shane, though, right? Yeah. yeah. We've talked us. about doing it with Shane, too. But Shane, I'm bigger than Shane, right? So there would be... <laughs> Pushing him down. <laughs> it wouldn't... wouldn't be, it would not be successful very easily. Oh, okay, but okay. it would also be a lot of fun. So, yeah. Did you say... Sorry. Did you say you need 200 skydives before you can wingsuit? In skydiving, yes. In base jumping, it's pretty unregulated. Oh, okay, if you okay. could... It would be difficult for you to buy new gear and buy stuff like that from a manufacturer, they're right. going to want you, you could lie and right. maybe pull yeah. it off, but mm. they're going to want you to answer some questions sure. that are usually, if you aren't in the sport, you couldn't answer right. correctly. Okay. Um, but you can buy used shit. And right? did you say so, there's tandem wingsuits or no? Or uh, tandem jumps for wingsuits? They've, I wouldn't, that it's existed now. It's not like a commercial. Started. Yeah. People yeah. are pushing limits in it, but there's been no tandem wingsuits from an airplane i think they've been tandem base base jumps, base jumps. so huh. i don't know that that makes it so you would you have to take, you'd have to take a course or whatever and figure out what those things are for the drop zone check those boxes and then you're good to go would that you, be like you're supposed to do like a they call it a first flight course so you're learning because being stable is not the same anymore right. and deploying isn't the same mm-hmm. so if, if i start my deployment sequence and something's not working i haven't felt my parachute start I, there's a few things i'm supposed to do mm. to try to make that happen and that's very different on a wingsuit and you're mm. also right i've got my arms legs can go anywhere <laughs> yeah. but now i'm attached i can only go so far yeah. before that happens wow so i have very limited so how long is the what's the learning curve there from skydiving to wingsuiting is it like a 20-hour course or Everybody's six months or 
I mean, your first flight course you're doing in a day and you can probably make a few wingsuit skydives that day, but everybody's different, wow. right? Yeah. So if you're a quick learner, you have a 2,000 skydives, it's not going to be a hard transition mm. in wingsuiting. You're at your jump number 200 and you're trying this. You probably weren't super proficient in every right. body orientation in the sky, so mm. now you're adding a much more complicated... Oh, but man, it seems, it seems like... As much as it is flying through the air, it seems a lot different in that there'd be a lot more to learn or to to grasp. And the goals are often different, right? You're you're always still falling to the ground, but are you doing a belly to earth formation in a skydive or are you trying to do a movement jump where you're flying your body and trying to cover distance? Mm -hmm. Are you trying to be doing free fly like you're in a sit position or stand? Are you going opposite and you're flying head mm. down and then the mm. wingsuit you're not doing any of those unless you're trying to do acrobatic wingsuiting you're, you're trying to you're, cover distance yeah, yeah you're going to that, that's what i mean like, your goal is to fly as long like you're trying to be as flat as possible to stay in the sky as long as possible you get the bigger so where do, how do you figure out your landing then it's the same yeah. once the parachute is out it's the same thing but, but i mean where jokes. wingsuiters never land where they're supposed to okay because they're chasing a cloud or they're right i, I got okay. out here like i'm supposed to i'm supposed to fly to the airport okay it was something shiny over here so I, <laughs> I flew towards it and i couldn't make it home but they have a rough idea yeah i mean there, there's been enough jumps now where you have a rough idea if you jump out of the plane here you're gonna you could potentially land around there or are they doing like they're, they're wingsuiting and do, like going 500 meters this way they do a little circle around I, I imagined like the winds would dictate that a lot. Okay. If there's really high upper winds, yeah. then they might try to fly with the wind pushing them home and ask the pilot to drop everybody here and then fly us here and then we'll exit that kind of thing. Wow, there's but, so many things I haven't considered. <laughs> That's yeah, wow. That's wild. So you you sound like you'd feel fairly confident doing the one day course and doing the wingsuit. <laughs> I that I really want to. The, it's just a matter of getting 10 I grand for a new suit do, yeah. suits are expensive i could probably do a rental suit easier than she could mm. again just a easier size. body size yeah. um but i would at the moment i would have to buy another parachute or borrow gear and yeah. just a lot of logistic things uh, that yeah. are changing crazy what i've been trying to get good at hmm. so it's not that i don't want to i'm sure i will someday I really wanted to before coming mm. to Korea and I had the right gear. It just didn't pan out mm. that I did it. Cause yeah. also I'm going to try discipline that I haven't before. And then maybe I love it. Maybe I hate it, but yeah. either way I'm leaving for a year. So cool. <laughs> what was the point? If know? I was jumping, I would feel very confident going with you guys. <laughs> it sounds like you're well-versed and you guys know your shit. Mm. You guys should come with Patrick. Yeah. <laughs> When's he going again? He, he wants as to go soon as next Sunday. Yeah. As soon as next yeah. Sunday, yeah. He wants I'm, to go I'm too big to go though. Isn't there a limit? I don't. There's a weight, but I don't think you'd be I, jumping with her. But I don't know what Korea. They got a tandem with a 90, fifty kilo woman. Otherwise, ninety kilograms. Yeah, yeah. got to go on a heavy diet for the next two weeks to catch up to Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't know what Korea would say to that. I mean, there is ultimately a total weight rating on the gear hmm. that it's meant to handle yeah, there. Listen, I'm not, it's not like the Costco chair there where you test how, how much the plastic flexes <laughs> but usually a, a drop zone also if you really want to do it and you're near the threshold 
then it's still a total gear. So right. if there's a small instructor who's very experienced and comfortable taking right. a bigger mm. person, yeah. your two combined weights are still within the realm. Uh, you know, yeah, so that's what I thought. Like in the, so, in the states, there's got to be lots of guys my size that go skydiving. Yeah, you don't look out of the realm of who would show up. Right. <laughs> but when I look, when I started looking into it for the when I years and years ago when I was going to go and I thought, wow, I'm right in the cusp. Like, there's a lot of guys bigger than me, man. Well, Seems yeah. like they put you in the sauna. You got to cut weight like a fight. Jump <laughs> it all dehydrated. In the AFF, that's a bigger one where it really is. They're right. The gear for a student is different ratings than right. a tandem. So mm. it is the max weight. It is what it is. You either go home and <laughs> yeah. diet, do what you need to do if you want to, and come back. <laughs> um, wow, this isn't the sport for you, kind of thing. Yeah. So, just before we wrap up, you guys are headed to Thailand. That's yeah. vacation, or that's traveling Asia, or what's the yeah, traveling Asia yeah. and diving at the same time, or maybe yeah, we'll, we'll make a few skydives there for sure. Yeah. It's not the intention though, but yeah. Cool. Get the, and how long is the trip? At least four months. Sweet, nice. You gonna fill up the rest of the? You gonna fill up the rest of the sleeve there? Eventually, yeah. not just in Asia though. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. What uh, Kopangang full moon party? Exactly. Three AM special. <laughs> oh, if pass out, you fill us sleeve up by, by the morning. What uh, do you have any tattoos to commemorate uh, jumps or what's the? Not any, yet, actually. No. Uh, what's yet. uh? What do what do you got there? This is a pocket watch. Pocket Very nice. Watch, but ideally, someday I'll have like it'll be like a passport. Oh, okay. That's that's the plan. Cool. Very nice. I like it. I like it. I like it. Are you hiding any ink under there? I am not. You got a wing, wing suit on your chest? <laughs> no. A big W? <laughs> no. Uh, every time I was interested in doing a tattoo, it was always expensive, and I was doing expensive hobbies. So yeah. Am I going to cool. choose which one? You can choose, yeah. Can't do awesome. Wicked. All right, yeah, we got to wrap this up. Everyone's got to, uh, to balance here. Yeah, thank you. I, I'm really I'm happy we got to sit down. I was, you know, we were going back and forth there for a couple of days I was like oh I hope they can do it but we did it yeah, can you just give a shout out to the company I don't know who they are but if anyone else is you guys are on the way out but maybe Patrick and mm-hmm. some listeners will be inspired to go and try it out they go by Sky Adventure Sky Adventure Skydive Korea yeah that's the same company yep. yeah I think the website is Sky Adventure but social media is Skydive Korea oh that makes Korea. it easy yeah. huh <laughs> A, we're talking about a deli, a local deli today, and it's called one thing in Korean, and the other on Instagram they got a new name. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm mm-hmm. fucking pain in the ass. So, Mr. Kim or anyone specific? Uh, no, just call, just, just call him. Just call the table, guys. I'm <laughs> I'm coming on Sunday. Awesome. All right, anyways, guys, number uh, eighty-two in the books. Thank you for coming. Thank you. See you next time. Bye bye.